and welcome to season three of the Adam Jones podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. We're back. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's the five-time MLB All-Star Adam Jones, reluctantly working with me for a third season, but we blackmailed him and here he is. Today in episode number 58 AJ, as we begin again, season three, we're going to be joined by the governor of the great state of Maryland, Wes Moore. He's a friend of yours, an acquaintance of mine, and we'll have a lot to get to with the gov. Our second to last podcast, by the way, was with D.L. Hall. He's now a former Oriole. And in our For the Birds segment, uh, Adam and I will discuss the big acquisition by the Orioles a day after new ownership came aboard. You've been talking about Corbin Burns for a long time, and it's finally come to fruition. In addition, we'll explain what we've been up to since our last podcast last October. That comes during our Baltimore and Beyond segment. All right, let's bring in our first guest here of season number three, sponsored by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, where he was seen tailgoating before the AFC Championship. He is the governor of the great state of Maryland, an avid listener of our podcast, or so we were told. We'll just have to take his word for it. He is Wes Moore, governor. Thanks for taking the time to be here. I am, man. I'm a fan. This is big for me. This is big for me. Good to see y'all. We're excited to have you. And uh, real quickly, uh, I did mention Jimmy's Famous Seafood, and we saw you at the tailgoat. Uh, we saw you shotgunning those beers. Uh, everyone can see it on YouTube. How, how did you feel during that game? Obviously, it didn't go the way we wanted, and I, I think Jimmy's is waiting for you to show up at their opening day celebration as well with a better outcome. I'll, I'll, I'll be there too. But you know you know what's crazy? You know, we were tailgating for like hours. And I was just out there, you know, hanging out. And so I was probably, I was a bunch of beers in at that point. And I had no idea that someone was filming. And oh, then. I the 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 Yo, go! We what got was a shotgun? shotgun? Yeah. Do the same. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We do this for the best <laughs> team this planet has ever created the Baltimore Ravens. There you go. Well, it's on the internet. Well, you know, I, you know, but it's funny because it goes how fast these things move because by the time we get to the stadium, I'm there with Carter, and Carter's like, Gov, you're trending. I was like, for what now? And he showed me the video. And that's how, that's how fast this stuff moves. I, but I, I mean, we were just out there hanging out and having fun. So, you know. I want to know, like, how awesome is it to be able to do that, though? Like, I know most governors, mo- I mean, you're the president of the state. Like, yeah. your position's high. You're a very important person. Most people don't do that. How awesome is it that you can you can do that with the Ravens fans? And I'm sure other politicians have probably done it, but you're not doing it the way you're doing it in Maryland. Like, that's, <laughs> that is cool, like, on, on so many different levels. It's cool, man, because honestly, listen, I, I remember, listen, I, I am who I am. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we go out here, we have a good time. I'm not... I don't come from a political background. I don't come from a political family. I don't like, you know, and the moment, the thing I've always remembered in all this stuff, man, is you got to be you. And because that's the thing that got us here in the first place. I wasn't the pick of a political party. I wasn't the, you know, I I was, I, I got in this place because the people put me there and they put me there because I was who I was the whole time through. And it's funny. I remember uh, early in the campaign, we had, there was a big campaign event and, all the people that are running for governor were there and they're all wearing like ties and suits and all that kind of stuff. And it was like 95 degrees outside. And I showed up in shorts and a polo and people were like, Oh, you trying to make a statement? And so I was like, no, it's just really hot. I'm not wearing a suit and tie because it's really hot outside. And I remember the speaker of the house calling me up that night and she said, have you heard the brouhaha about your attire today? And I say, yes, ma'am, I have. And she said, I just have one piece of advice for you. She said, don't spend a second trying to be like them. Make them try to be like you. Because if you do that, you actually have a shot of winning this thing. And that's just how we just continued. I'm not going to spend a second trying to be a suit or try to be something that I'm not. And so, you know, if I'm out tailgating, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a beer because that's, that's, <laughs> that's who I am. Do. It's not going to change. <laughs> that's what yeah, you we do. Don't, we don't require our guests to wear ties. Either, <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate the gesture. All right. Let's get down to some business here. The Orioles have been sold in late January, as you're well aware. But the reports are you were caught off guard by all this uh, because a deal had been made prior to the sale. Uh, 
your reaction to it all and is it accurate that you were sort of thrown for a loop there and not realizing that this was going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, the, the conversations that were taking place about the sale, uh, they were not happening uh, where, where I was being made aware, made aware of or anyone in the state was being made aware of. And the, there's two things that I know, right? One is we did deserve more transparency. You know, we deserved, we deserved uh, more, more, more honesty about what was taking place. But the second thing that I know is this, I'm damn glad we signed the deal that we did. Because the whole point of the deal, I mean, there, there, were, there, were, there were three things that I said have to happen, have to happen when we first started working on this deal. You know, when I first came on board, there were no conversations between the team and the state. They had stopped, they had broken down. And so the only thing we knew is that the Orioles had less than a year left on that lease. And then they can go anywhere. These are private, people forget, these are private entities. They can move wherever they want to move. And so as we started negotiations when I first took over, three things that I, that I, that I focused on. One, that we have to make sure we're good stewards of taxpayer dollars. Two, we have to make sure there's winners on and off the field. You can have a great ball club, but if you have a great ball club in the middle of a dying city, then what's the point? What have you just accomplished? And the third thing was I'm not doing a short-term deal because every single year in years past, when the deal got tough and when negotiations got difficult, everyone just said, all right, let's just do a one-year deal. Let's just do a one-year deal. And I was like, I'm not doing a damn one-year deal. Long-term deals or nothing because you need predictability. And so the fact that we signed a deal, a long-term deal, 30-year deal is going to have the rate, have to have the Orioles here for decades to come. And by the way, with a no relocation clause. So no matter who the owner is, no matter who the ownership group is, they're the Baltimore Orioles. They're not, they will never be the Nashville Orioles. They will never be the Toledo Orioles. They're the Baltimore Orioles. And so I'm really, really proud that the deal that we ended up solidifying with them, that no matter who the owner was. So when I heard the owner was changing, I was like, Great. Fantastic. We'll just have Baltimore. Uh, we'll just have Oriole baseball winning World Series, no matter who the ownership group is. So I was really I was happy because I felt like the deal that we crafted, that there was a reason why we did it. And this showed itself. Well, I don't want you to get into the grave details of a deal like this, but what goes into it? Like layman's terms, you know, you're talking about 30 years. That is a long time. That's going to outlive a lot of people, you know. Yeah. If you're in office, still doing all, uh, political stuff in 30 years. Oh, I will not be in office. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what goes what goes into it for the fans that don't know? Like, you know, we're just like, we want the Orioles here. We don't want them to leave. There's a lot more factors that go into it than just that. A lot. And, and you know, and you know, what's really wild, AJ, is that just take a look at what happened to Oakland. When you had a team who just decided to pick up and leave. Now you have two holes. In the middle of the city, what happened? Look at what happens. It happens in D.C. right now, right? Where you have the Caps and the Wiz and the Wizards who are going through this battle between Washington D.C. and Virginia. Which, by the way, let me make a point about that. Glenn Duncan gets up there and has this big old press conference signing an MOU, and people are cheering and all this kind of stuff. And then the deal completely falls off, falls apart. So the difference between our deal and what happened with Virginia and Glenn Duncan was, I actually closed the deal. He wasn't able to, right? Mm -hmm. But what you, but the thing is that's really important to remember about it is, is to your point, if you do not lock private entities in, if you do not lock these organizations in, they have the option and they can shop. And that's what we saw in Oakland. That's what we saw and that's what's happening in DC right now with the Capitals and the Wizards. I hate to say this, but that's what happened with the Mayflower trucks. Yeah. Right? In the Ooh, middle of the night. Back. In the back. middle of the night, that's <laughs> what happened. And people can scream all they want. These are private entities. So you have to lock them in. And especially when you are investing in Baltimore the way that we're investing in Baltimore. I believe in this city. I believe Baltimore is about to have the, ne the next biggest renaissance in, in the entire country as a city. But I know to do that, you got to have anchors. <clears throat> Right. You got to have anchors that everything else can then build off of. And the Orioles and the Ravens are very big anchors for us to do what it is that we're hoping to accomplish in the long term for Baltimore beyond. So a new ownership coming in, how does those conversations go? Like, do they reach out to you? Do your people reach out to them? And because, again, they I don't know. how. how again, I don't even know how that even works, because, yeah. again, you say a private entity, but they can't just come to the state and do all these things without consulting right. with 
state officials. Like you just can't right. do that. So how does how does have you well first have you spoken to the new ownership groups and how does those conversations how they been? Hopefully they've been good because a lot of people are a lot of people are excited. A lot yeah. of people are excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we have. I've, I've had a, a lot of very good conversations um, with, uh, with, with David Rubenstein. And then also, I mean, remember, I, and I've known him for, for years uh, before as well. In fact, I, I know him, I've known him longer than I've known new uh, John Angelos or, or the Angelos okay. uh, family. So, so I, I'm, I'm thrilled because this is an ownership group that I think is, is there's a few things that I think are going to be really important, right? One is, is this an ownership group that believes in Baltimore? and is willing to invest in not just a ball club, but actually really think about what does it mean to create a new renaissance for the state's largest city? This is an ownership group that believes in partnership and believes in actually working together to get this stuff done. And this is an ownership group who believes investing in the team. I mean, when, you're, when, when you look at the fact that we have some of the best young talent in all of baseball, I mean, it's, it's, our starting lineup is silly. It's like a video game. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you're thinking about all the young talent that's there and locked in and, and the ability to now, I mean, we have one of the best pitching rotations in baseball right now. I mean, you're talking about adding, adding, adding Burns onto a rotation that includes G-Rod. And, 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 and I mean, like, I mean, this is this is unbelievable, actually, what's happening right now with the Orioles. But here's the point. We also have an ownership group who's going to make sure that these players don't go anywhere. That top talent stays in Baltimore and top talent comes to Baltimore. That is a winning mentality that I think is getting everybody very, very excited about what it's hoping to accomplish for the long term. We'll continue our conversation with Maryland Governor Wes Moore here on the Adam Jones podcast. But first, let's hear and salute our loyal and dedicated sponsors, both old and new. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Weinman Company. Your fun awaits at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Feed the whole crew with something for everyone, from cheesesteaks to crab cake sandwiches. Plus, ask how you can get a $15 dining credit. Get in on the gaming action with the hottest slots and your favorite table games, like blackjack, roulette, and poker. Free live shows every Friday and Saturday. Come experience nonstop fun and excitement only at Hollywood Casino Perryville. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. Maryland Lottery. Because fun looks good on you. Right now, play our exciting new multiplier scratch-offs for a chance to win up to $2 million. If you received ERC funds, listen closely. The IRS has 10 years to audit your claim, but you only have until March 22nd to get taxpayer relief, and the clock is ticking. If you're losing sleep over a possible audit, we'll review your claim. If you made a filing error, we'll set things right. If you're being audited, we'll provide expert representation. The IRS Voluntary Disclosure Program ends March 22nd. You deserve peace of mind. Visit SaveMyERC.com to schedule a consultation today. That's SaveMyERC.com. By a Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. There are a lot of ways to make whiskey, but there's only one way to make Jack Daniels. At Jack Daniels, they charcoal mellow every drop, only using water from Cave Spring Hollow in Tennessee. When you make your own label, you make everything else yours, too. But we don't need to tell you that, do we? Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. Tennessee whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniel Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels and Old Number 7 are registered trademarks 2022. Jack Daniels, all rights reserved. Everyone knows Green Mount Station in Hampstead. But did you know that at Green Mount Station, you can bet seven days a week, just like you're at the track? With in-person teller windows and state-of-the-art touchscreen kiosks. And with Green Mount 
Paramount Station's brand new Bet Park Sportsbook, you can bet on all other sports as well. Wherever you are in Maryland, spreads, money lines, live bets, props, parlays, and teasers. The Bet Park's Maryland mobile app is now live for Apple and Android devices, so you'll never miss your next big score. Just search for Bet Parks MD in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And for a limited time, 21 and over Adam Jones podcast listeners can get a $75 gift card to Greenmount Station simply for opening a new account with promo code GMS and a minimum $50 initial deposit. $75 gift card for new users in Maryland only. 21 and over only. Please play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, you work hard, I work hard, and we all like to save money. That's why we need the Royal Farms Rofo Rewards app to get more value for our hard-earned money. With the app, you earn royalty points on every purchase, can place mobile orders for quick pickup, plus a discount at the gas pump with Rofo Pay. We all like to save money, and with the Rofo Rewards app, we do. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The Adam Jones Podcast resumes with our exclusive conversation with Governor Wes Moore. I did want to ask you about that video board announcement, which some people now mock because it went down in September. You were sitting there in the skybox with John Angelos. They made this announcement that the lease was done and it wasn't done. So I guess I'll ask you the same question I asked you before. Did that catch you off guard? No, it didn't catch me off guard because I think that without the MOU, the, the, the deal wouldn't have gotten done. Right. And I think it was really important to remember what that night represented. Up until that point, every conversation with the Orioles was about one year deals. Right. And I said from Jump Street, I'm not doing a one year deal. And so what that night represented, it was the first time publicly and in writing that the Orioles said we're here for 30. Like that was a big, big deal because they had not heard the Orioles say that before. It was constantly this game of cat and mouse where the, where the state kept on losing. And I was like, we ain't losing. And so that's really what, that, what, what, the, what the MOU represented, right? Now, the MOU, and one thing that, you know, one thing that you know, maybe I should have been clear on was the MOU is not the completion of the deal. The MOU means these are the guidelines for what it is we're working to accomplish. We still have work to do, but these are the guidelines. But that was the first time publicly that you had the state and the team saying we're aligned and it's 30 years. It's not a one year deal. It's not a continuation. It's not an extension that we are officially marrying publicly. And so, and so, uh, and, and, and also the thing is, again, you see that, that it takes work after MOU in Virginia, they signed an MOU with the wizards in the capitals that they're going to Virginia. And look at what just happened a couple of days ago. The Virginia state legislature said, no, they're not. And they killed the deal. Right. And so the, so so we without that MOU in, in Maryland, we never would have gotten to a signing. But we that was an important moment to let the people know of the people, of the state and the people, of the city and all and all of Birdland. Let everybody know that for the first time, the Orioles were saying publicly, we're here for 30 and we're putting it in writing. So it was a really big deal. Um, you know, I, maybe I should wish I would let folks know that that's not the end, y'all. We still got some more work to do, but we were very proud of, uh, of what we were able to accomplish. And that's monumental. And from an Orion alum to, I mean, obviously to all of Birdland, it's appreciative because people were so, so thinking that, oh man, Orioles going to leave. And that's, that's a bad feeling. You don't want that. I'm from San Diego. My team left. That's right. That's Chargers right. Left. That's right. That's I know what right. it feels like. It yeah. sucks. You don't, want, you don't want your team to leave. You don't want a franchise to leave. And so I'm pivoting to that is what about adding a franchise, adding an NBA franchise? What would that entail? Why can't Baltimore do it? Could they do it? Like, because, you know, the DMV is, is rich in basketball. Let's just be honest with ourselves. You, you got to talk to Ted about that. I, I, respect, <laughs> I respect the DMV when it comes to basketball. And, you know, Baltimore, I know the arena, maybe the G League, something. AJ, I, I, I like how you work, man. I like how you work because because it's right. I mean, when you think about when you think about basketball or, or, or the other one is you think about think about a soccer, like the growth of soccer that we're seeing around, like there's like, we should be thinking hard and long about what does it mean to create these attractions that can not only generate a sense of pride in the area, 
but that also generate a real sense of revenue and momentum for people to want to come on board. And so whether it is basketball, whether it is soccer, whether it is making sure that we're locking in things for horse racing, it's a reason why, you know, again, still more work to do, but we're really excited about the momentum we continue to see around Pimlico and around the Preakness and what that's going to mean, not just for horse racing, but then what's also going to mean for the entire area all around it. And so this is a time, man, and I love how you're talking, AJ, because we've got to think big. I, I mean, I, it's very frustrating where sometimes we, we get ourselves in this mindset like we can't win. Like, not nah, like we're Maryland. We win. This is what we do. But we've got to get ourselves in a mindset where we can actually go after big stuff together. Because if we can do that and we can find the right kind of partnerships to get this thing complete, we win big. We can get the Orioles to lock in for 30 years. We can get the FBI building to come to the state of Maryland, which is going to be the GSA's biggest project ever. That thing's going to be worth over 7,500 jobs, worth over $4 billion of economic activity. And we got it. No one else did. Right. So we've got to be able to think big as a state, because if we can do that, I'm telling you, this is our moment. But we've got to get out of our own way. And as a uh, adopted Marylander, I won't tell many people um, (laughs) I can't help out California. I can help out Maryland. Uh, (laughs) um, These are all great things. You know what I mean? I want to again, being there for so long, making all these relationships, I want to see everybody succeed like this, this offseason or this year with the Ravens and the Orioles playing terrific ball the city is back the, yes. the people are back downtown and at restaurants and when i was there I went out to dinner and went out to bars and it is live the city is back live and again as an adopted marylander it's it's rewarding to see all these businesses thriving man we're, pr- we're proud to have you as an adopted marylander. <laughs> we'll claim you all day long but you know, and it's true but think, but think about what's, what's always happened right you know in addition to things like the ravens and the orioles what else has happened Baltimore now has the seventh fastest growing economy in the entire country. What else has happened? Homicide rates. We've watched Baltimore is now having the lowest homicide rates that it has had in nine years right now in the city of Baltimore. We're investing in everything from from the convention center to the, the to the promenade in the inner harbor to housing. You know, we've got a huge housing package that's taking place like Baltimore is on the move. And the thing is, you cannot have a thriving state if the state's largest city is not thriving. And people say, yeah, of course you say that because you're, you're a Baltimorean and you're a homer. No, I don't say that because I don't say that because I'm a Baltimorean. I say that because I'm good at math. It's simple math. It's the state's largest city. And tell me a single state in the country that is clicking on all cylinders when the state's largest city is not. It doesn't work. And so we've got to make sure we're investing in Baltimore. And yes, that includes the Ravens and the Orioles. But it also makes sure that the quality of life, that is public safety, that is housing, that is health. We do that in Baltimore, man. I'm telling you, there's nothing that stops the state of Maryland at that point. Governor, I do want to ask you about this concept that you guys agreed to before the Orioles were sold about selling the naming rights to Oriole Park at Camden Yards. It's something I thought that would never happen. Now it is a possibility. There was a rumor or report that T. Rowe Price may have been interested, but backed out. Do you think it's going to occur that Camden Yards will have a commercial name to it at some point? I, I mean, I, I, I don't, but, you know, I, I think about, you know, when, when we go to where the Ravens are playing, you know, that's, you know, M&T Bank Stadium. And I think for most people, they, you know, it's, it's, it's the bank or it's, or it's Ravens or it's Ravens Stadium. So, you know, so I, I don't, you know, I, I think, the team has those rights for a while. Uh, I don't ever see that changing. Um, but even if I do, I know that everybody's th- that's still going to be Birdland no matter what. So facts. I don't think about facts. it. Facts. Facts. I want to ask you a sports question. You you grew up in sports. I mean, you're in Baltimore. That is a sports enriched uh, city, state. Obviously, Maryland, DMV. Who were your sports heroes growing up? You grew up, you're, you're, you're eight years older than I am. I mean, we're just, just an older generation. Who are your sports heroes? Because, you know, you got to see Mike. You got to see, you know, some, some older guys that I didn't get to see that, you know, I'm kind of jealous of. Admit, you were a kid. You grew up watching Adam Jones play as a kid. That's what I'm saying. I, listen, I'm rapping one of them right now. I'm rapping with one of them right now. Feel old, AJ? No. A little bit. No, but, no, but I mean, like, you know, and it's, and it's wild because I, 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 always, I was always attracted to people who had a persona that was larger than life than on the field. 
And 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 I'm and, I'm, and I am gonna gonna say this about you, AJ. I mean, one of the things that I, I love about you is not not only were you a superstar on the field, but you made an entire community feel seen uh, and feel and feel welcomed. And that was really special because it's 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 bigger than sports at that point. You know, I, I think about when I get a chance to you know when I you know, I was a huge fan, for example, in basketball, I was a huge fan of AI of Allen Iverson. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because because this was a dude, not only was he like you couldn't stay in front of him. He was just quicker than everybody else on the field. You had to develop entire defenses about how can you just try to stay in front of Allen Iverson, which is which was impossible. But but the energy and the aggression that he brought to every game, when you talk about leaving on the field, that was A.I. You know, I think the same thing about Ray Lewis in football. You know, this was a dude who just he he thought different. And you, it was impossible to be on a Ray Lewis team and slack. He wouldn't let you. You weren't permitted. And I love that. I love the players. I've always been attracted to the players who, yeah, the ones who were dominant on the field. And, yeah, the ones who, you know, who were, who were skilled at what they did. But I've always been attracted to the people whose personalities were bigger than the sport and were bigger than the team. And who understood like he, they got everybody on the same sheet of music because you just never wanted to disappoint them in the work that you were doing. And so uh, and so it's 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 you and it's and it's players like that that I think always always gave me life. I Governor, the last thing. That. Yeah. Yeah. Governor, the last that, that was a big boom. I'll tell you what, that, <laughs> that's that set off a boom around Baltimore with that comment. Uh, I did want to ask you one last thing regarding sports. And gambling, because it seems like we went from zero to 60. It used to be, okay, you'd have to find the bookie on the corner and make a deal with him. Not that I ever did that. Now it's legal throughout the state of Maryland. What do you envision the future of sports wagering being in this state? And how much money has it brought into the coffers? You know, it's, 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 brought, in, it's brought in capital. And, and I think you, you see what's happening both with, the, you know, both with the casinos and what's happening in person. And now there's a whole lot being debated right now in terms of iGaming and, and legislation and what's coming up in, in, even in this legislative session. Um, you know, I, I, I am all for finding things and ways that can increase capital into the state. Uh, I'm, I, I'm hungry that this state wins. And I don't like when this state loses and I wanna make sure that everything that we can do to generate more revenue is, 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 is being utilized. And at the same time, um, I wanna make sure that it's being done smartly. I wanna make sure that we're not, we're not uh, creating predatory relationships between ourselves and the people who we're serving. I wanna make sure the people who are most vulnerable uh, in these kind of situations that there are the supports in place to make sure that they are uh, that they are not being targeted in all this. And so I, I'm, I'm all for the exploration because we have to find different ways of getting our economy going or bringing in revenue into the state. Um, but it cannot be predatory. And that's the thing that I think we got to find whatever that right balance is and what that's going to look like. Will the first lady of Maryland allow you to run for president in the next election because not this one, but the 28, because damn it, you're making me believe everything you're talking about. You're making me believe. Yeah. You know I mean? Do you, I just wondering, I mean, do you have aspirations still? I mean, there's a lot of things that you, I know you want to tackle here in the state, in the state of Maryland, but for future aspirations, you're still young, look good. You got energy you're in shape. Um, it's what we need. Uh, do you have future aspirations to run for the highest office in the country? Let me tell you, she's not gonna let me. She's not gonna let me go out there and tailgate anymore after she saw that video. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> no, man. Listen, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm good. I, I mean, and I and I tell people, and this is and this is real. I, I feel like I'm playing with house money right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm literally, I'm, I'm the most improbable governor in this country, where I am literally, I'm a, I'm a kid who. I was raised by an immigrant single mom who didn't get her first job until I was 14 years old, you know, and, and, and this is a woman who went on to earn a master's degree and didn't get her first job. They gave her benefits until I was 14. I was a kid who had handcuffs on my wrist by the time I was 11. Hmm. You know, I was sent away to military school when I was 13. I joined the army when I was 17 years old. I couldn't even join. I couldn't even sign the paperwork. My mother had to sign the paperwork for me. Right. Um, but and I think about a person, I'm never a person who ran for office ever before in my life. 
You know, I, it, it, true story. I had to convince members of my family to vote for me. And it's like, <laughs> oh my. And it's, not, and it's not because my family aren't like, we're cool. That's not the issue. The problem was, is there are members of my family who never voted. Ooh. Like, I don't come from that type of in, that type of background. And so for me now to be the 63rd governor of the state first of First African-American. First African-American and only the third African-American governor elected in the history of this country. Like, I'm, I'm so good. Like, I wake up every morning and feel like I'm living my dream. I'm working on issues I care about. I, you know, we built a remarkable team. You know, you're able to get things done, whether it's by a budget or by executive <laughs> orders or by laws being passed on things that I have spent my whole lifetime working on. So I, I don't have a, a, an aspiration besides making sure that every single day I'm going to make it matter that I was in this seat. Every single day, and I know because I actually have a clock that sits right there. I have one. I have one thousand and seventy-one days left to my first term, and I'm gonna run it back, go for a second term. But I have one thousand seventy-one days back for my for my first term. The reason I keep a clock right there on my desk is because I'm gonna make sure every day matters. Not a single day is gonna be wasted. And and and, and if you're spending time thinking about what you want to do next, you're wasting time. And I'm not wasting any time. Well, you haven't wasted our time. It's been very valuable and a privilege to have you on. We thank you for being our opening guest of season three. And let's not wait a thousand days for you to come back and join us again. I, pr I, pr I promise I won't. Time for our For the Birds segment. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Maryland Lottery. Hey, when you play the Maryland Lottery, set limits. Never play when you're stressed and know your odds of winning. To learn more, visit mdlottery.com slash play responsibly must be 18 years or older to play. So we both qualify, Adam. And, you know, the Orioles just one day after the announcement of the sale of the franchise made one of the more significant trades I can remember in team history, pulling the trigger on a deal for Brewers ace Corbin Burns. Now, GM Mike Elias claimed in a conference call that it was coincidental that the deal was made the day after John Angelos and the Orioles decided to bring in partners and sell a portion of the franchise. Do you buy that? What's your reaction to the deal? Because I do have to reluctantly, again, use that word and give you credit. You've been banging the drum for Corbin Burns <laughs> for over a year now. I mean, I think it, it, I think it's been in the process. Again, I think Elias is correct by saying that it just happened to be the perfect timing right, with, with the ownership change and the ownership uh, news. But no, I think it's been in the process. I mean, I, I've wanted Corbin Burns in that uniform behind you because I think that he has the pedigree for that city. He's pitched in Milwaukee, which is a similar city in the division that is everybody looks at Chicago and St. Louis. And in the East, everybody looks at New York and Boston, unfortunately. So Burns has pitched in underdog situations. And if he goes to the Orioles, again, you're always going to be the underdog in that division because – the New York Yankees, the Blue Jays, they all go out and spend all this crazy money, but that's just what they can do. So I think he's going to go there, put everybody back, slide everybody back down one slot in the rotation and and just dominate. I mean, do, do what he does. But most importantly, I think what he is going to bring is a pedigree and a Cy Young attitude to a staff that has Cy Young potential with Bradish finishing fourth last year in a Cy Young and other guys having really, really good years. Uh, last year. So uh, I just think he's going to add a, uh, uh, a respect factor and he's going to, he's, he's going to add a, a, a no BS factor. I don't want to cuss, but he's going to add one of those factors. If you know what, what about I mean. the art of the deal, Adam, in terms of what the Orioles had to give up? We mentioned DL Hall, Joey yeah. Ortiz and a draft pick for an ace. I, I thought they got over right. on the Brewers. Others thought, well, let's see how it plays out. DL Hall could go on to be a superstar. And Joey, well, Ortiz I think it, too. Same. I think it all works out. You know, you look at how it works. He's he's on a one year deal. Uh, there's that's the guy that they got like same years, same guy. They got the previous year in the offseason with uh, Gibson and Lyles, 12 and 14 like that, respectively. So you get him in that. To me, I think D.L. Hall has a very, very bright future. We had him on the show and we talked to him. But I, even after the trade, I would take reach text him, reach out to him and say, look, it, you didn't get traded for, you know, a bag of peanuts and a player to be named later. You got traded for an ace. So you're going to have an opportunity to go out there and prove that, you know, it, prove prove you're worth it and go out there and do what you do best. Pound that zone and use it. Use that off speed pitch, but go out there and understand that you have an opportunity of a lifetime. I told him the exact moments that I got traded. 
I was with the Mariners. I love that organization. It's what I knew. Just like every other, every person in, in every organization, they love that organization because it's all they know. But I got traded for Eric Bedard, I, an ace of a staff. He wasn't a yeah. Cy Young winner, but he was an ace. Second day of spring training, Dave Trimley comes to me and said, hey, it's your job to lose. Like, these are things that when you get traded for somebody of this caliber, you're going to get an opportunity. And I want him. I don't know Ortiz, but he's going to get an opportunity. I know that. And, you know, whoever they draft, that's that's down the road. But I reached out to him and just said, you have an opportunity of a lifetime. Go out there to Arizona. And my my best friend, Quentin Barry, is the first base coach. I was like, hey, man, help him out. Get him acclimated to the organization. Obviously, it's weird when you go to another organization. You don't you got to meet all brand new people. But he has a very, very good chance to do something special. And, you know, I think the sky is really the limit for DL. What about the deal in terms of the Orioles being sold? That is something we just talked with the governor about. Did it catch you by surprise? Well, I think it did. I think it caught everybody by surprise. I mean, there's been so many things in the media about, you know, if they sell when Mr. Angelos has to pass, like just so many different narratives and whatever coming out. And I think this just solidifies what happens. And it's a salute to the Angelos for 30 years of ownership. That is something that's very hard to do in today's climate. Uh, first off, it's hard to be an owner, um, but no, yeah. it's just a salute to them. They've, they've been tremendously, they've been awesome to me and my family and to many others. They've obviously some of the best people in the community and, you know, salute to them. And I just think that this new ownership and getting burns Having a good year last year, feeding off that energy has just revitalized the city of Baltimore so crazily that, uh, you know, I know it was frustrating losing the AFC championship game. I was just going to say, you know, does it take away yeah, the sting a little it, bit? It, it, it does. It, I mean, it does because a lot of people after that game were like, OK, you're all right, man. Screw that. You know, mad about it. If, if, obviously, they're supposed to be mad. This is the Super Bowl year that this is their Super Bowl year. But. After the game, you hear people just around like, "Okay, well, I can't wait for these O's to get back on the field like that right there is where, uh, you know, the fan base is is with you. And I just think new blood, new ownership uh, is going to hopefully come in there and, you know, uh, bring excitement. Obviously, everybody wants to say spend money, spend money. That's not a again. That's not my. It's easy to say when Um, it's not yours. right? Of course, it's easy to spend other people's money. Um, But uh you know, I just hope that they just do something special. And again, bring something close to a championship or a championship to Baltimore as, uh, you know, Rubenstein's from Baltimore. I think that, you know, it's in his interest to uh, bring a winner home. And also they maintain most of their, if not all of their top prospects. They still oh, have yeah. the number one farm oh, system in baseball. 100%. And like they, that was a very good trade that they was able to pull off. And again, selfishly, do go get D, go get Cease selfishly. But again, by getting uh, Burns, dude, like you, you have moved up. You and, and you just look at all the talk to the, all the experts. The Orioles right now have uh, on paper a top five rotation in baseball, and that's something that we ain't talked about since Scott Erickson and uh, <laughs> Musina, uh, like that. Yeah. Randy Myers, those, I mean that yep. kind of staff. Uh, so. We call that last century. Um, yeah, that was the last century. So it's been a while since the Orioles have had this kind of, uh, you know, rotation. And again, we know when you have shut down pitchers, <clears throat> the offense will figure it out. So it's exciting. It's exciting. I can't wait to get it down is. there and see and hear the pop of the glove. And, and you know, I just I'm excited to to just hear the interactions with Corbin and, and Adley and with um with McCann, like those are the conversations and that you want to hear him talking on the backfield again, Bradish and Kramer are known for throwing a very good cutter slider. Yep. What does this guy have? Arguably the best one in baseball. So like, just imagine like the grips that these guys are going to learn the tweaks. Like, it's going to be, a, uh, I think spring training is going to be very, very fun for a lot of guys. And, you know, again, expectations are high. And well, I, I know you we don't. All, we all have high expectations. Yeah, I know you don't feel the same way, but I look forward to seeing you at spring training. We will be down there. The Adam Jones podcast does travel. And that brings us to Baltimore and beyond. And this sometimes is an international perspective, but we're just giving perspective today. So how did you spend your quote unquote off season? Full disclosure, the banner Adam and I <laughs> suited to uh sit out during the months of December and January. So did you do anything interesting or fascinating? 
Well, I mean, it was smart for us to sit out there in those times. We're not football experts. You are, I mean, you are sports overall. Not. not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that word, capitalize that, bold it, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but for me, I know it. I enjoy it. I'm a fan more than I am anybody that can describe it. So it was smart for us to relax. And my wife took full advantage of it. Uh, we went to Maldives uninterrupted. That was great. I didn't have to. I didn't have to hear or talk to you the whole time. Um, then we went to. Um, where did we go? Oh, over New Year's, we were in skiing in Zermatt. I wasn't skiing. I was out praying. I think I set a record for Irish coffees consumed in a weekend or a week. I, whew, that's my favorite drink, and <laughs> and and. And just locally, you know, we've just been local around here, around Europe. And, you know, it's just beautiful. But now it's time to get back to sports. There's a lot of things to talk about. And, you know, it's going to be fun to be down in Florida for a couple of weeks to really see and, and feel and, and get the energy about what's going on in Orioles camp. So it's going to be uh, hopefully exciting season three. Well, for me, I got a lot of tennis in. I could either tell you about my cruise or my colonoscopy or both. I don't know which you prefer. Uh, the colonoscopy, that was painless, except the day before. That was painful. The cruise was wonderful, though. Uh, I didn't bother you. You didn't bother me. Went to the Caribbean. It's a great spot to be. I uh, made sure I drank and ate as much as I could on the cruise because it was all inclusive. I didn't pay for one meal on land. Everything was was inhaled in, on water because that's what I paid for. And uh, it was a wonderful thing. It was nice. As far as the colonoscopy, I would just say shout out to Lenny's Deli for the delicious chicken soup because that solves all my problems. But, man, they got to come up with a better prep for these colonoscopies. We're now in 2024, something that tastes a little better, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, hey, hey, it's part it's part of the process. Just imagine what they did 20 years ago and imagine what they did 50 years ago and imagine Ooh. what they did 100 years ago. So just – Technology and medicine is getting better. Continue to be healthy. Uh, I probably need one myself. Yep. Uh, they're <laughs> telling me every five years, and uh, yeah. you're not as old as me, but you're getting close. You're getting close. Right. I'm catching up. So, again, the health is wealth. Yep. Indeed. All right. Let's move on to our socially speaking segment. This is where we answer a tweet or social media post. You can find us on our social media platform. That's Twitter. That's known as X now. Also, Facebook and Instagram at Adam Jones Pod at Adam Jones Pod. Go out and subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us because they've redone that. Now, during our time off, we got a lot of comments on Apple Podcasts. But on Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. you posed a question to the world. And yeah. that was on X. And you got a heck yeah. of a response. More yeah. than 400 at last count. And it's, it's 700 now. Okay, it seemed to be very divisive, but it it was 50-50 in terms of ratio from what I could gather. And the question was, what about Trevor Bauer becoming an Oriole, even on a minor league deal? And we got quite the response. He put it out there that he hasn't heard from anyone. And you posed the questions. And like I said, many folks fell on both sides, Adam. Oh, 100%. I think it was 50-50. And, you know, it's hard to say, well, who's right, who's wrong. <clears throat> if you're going on pitching talent, I think for the league minimum, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yes. It's a no-brainer for the league minimum. And he said that. Let me earn. If you don't like me, get rid of me. I don't care. With everything around it, surrounding this whole situation, that is why I think a lot of people might want to back off and stay away from it. I'm not the court of public opinion, uh, the court of, of law. Um, I just know what has been out there. Like, that's all that that's all you can say is what's been out there and what's been, you know, received and, you know, heard. Um, but it's, again, do you take the chance on them? And that's a question for a GM. That's a great, you know, will fan bases uh, have backlash? Will, um, Again, that's I think that's the biggest number one thing. Will fan base yeah. have backlash? Will sponsors have backlash? That's the thing. And again, it's easy. It's easy. It's just really easy to just stay away from the whole thing. That's the easiest thing. It's like no. Um, but do you give him another shot? I I, I agree. And, that, and it, I just propose a question. Again, that's not saying like when I ever ask a question on Twitter, it's not necessarily directed solely towards Orioles fans. It's directed towards 
fans. Like, would you sign? I got fans that are Padres fans and Dodgers fans all over. Would you sign Trevor Bauer? That was the question. And anyone from Japan know, weigh in? I forgot to see. Well, they signed. He was over there. I know. He that's what I'm saying. Here. He was already yeah, there. So, so it's like it's just a question and. You know, a lot of people were obviously definitely, I would say 50 50. Some people went into grave detail on why, some people, why not? And some people went into grave detail on why. Right. I, I'll so, read a but, pro and a con tweet. I'll read one from both sides and you can watch it and see it if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're not, make sure you follow us on YouTube. Uh, Rocky at Rocky number seven wrote, and I think any MLB team should try to sign him for the veteran minimum. If that's what you're asking, he wants to prove himself, let him prove he's still got it. And I mean, again, that's what I think would be fair. But again, it comes with read the negative tweet. All right. Warren. <laughs> read the why not. Warren. Yeah. <laughs> At SWD2 on X wrote, no, it's not about the money. It's about what your franchise brand stands for. Do you want to be associated with his past? Do you want to be on the hook for his future? Lots of people can throw baseballs without the other stuff he brings to the table. I say that's fair enough, except. I don't believe he was ever convicted of anything. Now, that's what the part is tricky. If something is out there, everybody's just, you know, you're, you're, you did it. It is true. We don't matter what. I'm blaming you. That's just how it works. You know what I mean? That Unfortunately. So that's, that's the tricky situation. And the last part is blasphemy. There's not many people that could throw the ball better than them. Let's just right. yeah. but, give me the well, list for no for the price for seven hundred forty thousand right. dollars. Give me the list of guys that could throw the ball better than Trevor Bauer. <laughs> list is <laughs> where's the risk? Is what I what yes. I see. I don't see where the risk is. The, I think it's a long well, shot, but I don't see no, the risk. The risk. The risk is like what he said. Is what I guess he, if he believes you you sign a guy, that's what the whole organization stands for. So there's again, there's the fine line. And I, I see both sides and I respect yeah. both sides of yeah. it. Yeah. Me so too. That's what I'm saying. But so the, that's why I just propose a question. It's like I'm not a GM. I ain't got no skin in the game. What but would you sign him? If like, that's why you ask questions out in the world. Right. Would ask the Cleveland Browns the what they ask the Browns what they went through with Deshaun Watson. See? Yep. So, but if like if I don't know if other people say that. Okay, I've heard he was a bad teammate. Or I heard he was this. First off, you heard, heard, heard. I mean, unless you're talking to like forty of these forty guys that are in his clubhouse, the trainers and all that stuff. Shut up. Okay, you heard. You ain't heard nothing. Okay, and Clubby's known these days that like it's zip anyway. So shut up about all that. Um, but again, it's just again, it's the risk. Is it risk over reward for seven hundred forty thousand? He is better than almost everybody yeah. in baseball for yep. seven hundred forty thousand. Now you said for ten million, are you talking different? You no, know, he's still almost better. That's than a risk, everybody. yes. But that's a risk. But he's still almost better than everybody at that price. But you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just the risk that you, that the organization will want to take, and the fan bases is going to hear about it. Um, that's why I like the answers. Like there's a ton of them. People say, "Why did you even bring this up?" Because I can, first off. But right. you know. Yeah, social media can't express your opinion. Exactly. It's just a simple question. Um, but it's just you want to I want the temperament. And then I asked about JD Martinez, and then Ken Weinman wants to come in. And his brother texts me, Hey man, Weinman said you don't follow him. So now I gotta find follow him. So uh yeah, it all turned into just a, a debacle. But no, I love the opinions because you know, these are questions that need to be asked. The guy is out there putting himself out there saying that look it, I will sign for the minimum, or you can if you you don't like anything that's going around, get rid of me. I don't care. He just wants to be in a uniform in the major leagues because his arm talent deserves that. The other part, that's up to a general manager who wants to take on that risk. Listen, it was food for thought. You put it out on Super Sunday, and we got a great reaction. So we'll continue with that theme as we move forward here, socially speaking. We do want to thank our sponsors, both the old and the new. Please go out and support the following because they support us. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Wineman Company. Your fun awaits at Hollywood Casino Perryville. See the whole crew with something for everyone from cheesesteaks to crab cake sandwiches. Plus, ask how you can get a $15 dining credit. Get in on the gaming action with the hottest slots and your favorite table games like blackjack, roulette, and poker. Free live shows every Friday and Saturday. Come experience Nonstop fun and excitement only at Hollywood Casino Perryville.
The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. Maryland Lottery. Because fun looks good on you. Right now, play our exciting new multiplier scratch-offs for a chance to win up to $2 million. If you received ERC funds, listen closely. The IRS has 10 years to audit your claim, but you only have until March 22nd to get taxpayer relief, and the clock is ticking. If you're losing sleep over a possible audit, we'll review your claim. If you made a filing error, we'll set things right. If you're being audited, we'll provide expert representation. The IRS Voluntary Disclosure Program ends March 22nd. You deserve peace of mind. Visit SaveMyERC.com to schedule a consultation today. That's SaveMyERC.com. By a Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. There are a lot of ways to make whiskey, but there's only one way to make Jack Daniels. At Jack Daniels, they charcoal mellow every drop, only using water from Cave Spring Hollow in Tennessee. When you make your own label, you make everything else yours, too. But we don't need to tell you that, do we? Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. Tennessee whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels and Old Number 7 are registered trademarks 2022. Jack Daniels, all rights reserved. Everyone knows Greenmount Station in Hampstead. But did you know that at Greenmount Station, you can bet seven days a week just like you're at the track? With in-person teller windows and state-of-the-art touchscreen kiosks. And with Greenmount Station's brand new Bet Park Sports Book, you can bet on all other sports as well, wherever you are in Maryland. Spreads, money lines, live bets, props, parlays, and teasers. The Bet Park's Maryland mobile app is now live for Apple and Android devices, so you'll never miss your next big score. Just search for Bet Parks MD in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And for a limited time, 21 and over Adam Jones podcast listeners can get a $75 gift card to Greenmount Station simply for opening a new account with promo code GMS and a minimum $50 initial deposit. $75 gift card for new users in Maryland only. 21 and over only. Please play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, you work hard, I work hard, and we all like to save money. That's why we need the Royal Farms Rofo Rewards app to get more value for our hard-earned money. With the app, you earn royalty points on every purchase, can place mobile orders for quick pickup, plus a discount at the gas pump with Rofo Pay. We all like to save money, and with the Rofo Rewards app, we do. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin. He's back for putting this episode together. Chip's back for another year, as I mentioned. He's also a year older and a lot angrier. Go out and subscribe. Chip had that queued up and ready to go. Until next time, be real, be kind, and make sure to be back for another episode of the Adam Jones Podcast. And we got a big name next week. Shh, it's a surprise, but you won't want to miss it.